hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Samprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good morning once again. Those two fine gentlemen are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can get a hold of them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime, whether you're buying or selling a home, 905-575-7700. That phone number again, 905-575-7700. We will repeat those coordinates throughout the uh, one-hour broadcast at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check out their Facebook page. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes, not only on robgolfie.com, but also at 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team or would like to recommend a topic idea for a future program, send us an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. We have a host of things to toss around today, including a professional tenant found guilty of fraud. That should be interesting. And I'll ask these two guys what the weirdest things that they've seen in a house. You've seen probably <laughs> millions of homes, I would assume. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some weird things from time to time. I always oh, yeah. think of the naked picture. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the one on the back. one of the very first shows we the did. Back of the, uh, behind, uh, the bed, behind the bed, uh, right above the we'll, bed. We'll get into that later yeah, on in the yeah. show. Uh, but we'll begin with some uh, encouraging stats again for the month of July in the Realtors Association of Hamilton, uh, Burlington, the local real estate board, um, things are looking okay for, yeah. for the summer especially. Yeah, no, things are looking good. Actually, you know what? The summer has been good. If you drive by, you'll see a lot of signs with solds on them. We've had a, a great summer so far in uh, in real estate sales. Um, so, I mean, if, if June wasn't such a great month, mm. but July fantastic so what happened what was I, I don't know like you know what we uh we we had some struggles in uh in june i don't know what happened maybe the weather people were waiting for summer to come yeah well summer did kick in no summer didn't kick in till july 1st yeah it was kind of a so-so june like, in terms of the yeah weather, like right? so it's 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 hard to tell like but um but when i i look at last year's numbers versus like i'm talking about my my numbers right. not not the board numbers um like we, we were up both june and we were up july but it, I thought June could have been a better month. In mm. some areas, June, like Grimsby, they sold half as many homes this year in uh, June than they did last year. So, like, I don't know what happened there. So, it 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 just nobody was around. Nobody, I don't know what happened. And right. and but we got the numbers here now, the final numbers. Yeah, July looked looked uh, looked uh, very good. So let's go through some of the uh, neighborhoods and uh, obviously the other cities, uh, including Burlington, where uh, things are up in terms of number of sales and the average sale price. Uh, the average price in Burlington now $767,000, and they sold uh, exactly 40 more homes compared to uh, the previous month. That's right, yeah. So they're up 16% on the amount of homes they sold in Burlington, but really the average sale price kind of kind of flat kind of flat so you know what Burlington it's hit at its max and now you know like houses are moving no problem but 
there's only a certain amount of money people will pay for yeah. a house, and, and and they won't go beyond that. So. Does that speak to the competition in Burlington because they're all kind of around the same price point, or at least most of them? Yeah, it it's you know what, like if you if you got a four bedroom, two story, twenty four hundred square foot home, I mean that's you know if it's worth eight hundred thousand or seven hundred whatever, it, that's what it's worth. That's all. So so unless you got the full bells and whistles, you know, you got the beautiful landscaping, in-ground pool, updated, you know, flooring, kitchen and everything. Yeah, you're going to get the top dollar, but mm-hmm. um, but but otherwise uh, no one's going to pay more for just an average, uh, you know, uh, four, four bedroom, two story home. Right. You know, uh, July to July 2018 to 19 in the city of Hamilton, also up in terms of the number of sales, 704 compared to 747 last month and the average sale price also up in Hamilton from 518,000 to 553. This is also some Yeah, Hamilton years. just keeps growing. That's, you know, overall like it's it's, you know, it's affordable. I mean, I mean it's I mean like 2 years ago we were looking at $300,000 yeah. now um now they're 500,000, but um and it's and it, you know, we're up, you know, 6 and 6.8% on average sale price from last year. And it just you know we're we're it's right on track. That's it. You know usually it goes from four to six percent, seven percent every year in growth sales in growth uh, average sale price. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Hamilton's a great place. Is this the official rebound of Ancaster, or were there a few multi-million dollar homes that changed hands? Because in Ancaster, the average sale price ballooned from July of last year to July of this year by $109,000. It's now 819000 up 15%. And the number of sales also up from 50 to 66. Yeah, so, yeah, that's... I think there's a little bit of maybe high-end homes probably in there that uh, drew the average sale price price up but uh but but look at it i mean they sold more homes um and also the average sale price went up quite a bit yeah. so it, it it's hard to tell what's going on in ancaster they were flatlined for a while remember they you know right. they, they hit a peak but now maybe that spike is happening now so but i'll tell you this july market it just i couldn't believe it, it hmm. uh, the july market really uh, I was surprised on on the amount of sales that happened. Market got hot yeah. as the uh, weather got hot. In Dundas, the number of sales declining just by three from 30 down to 27, but the average sale price up from 582 in July of 2018 to just over 600,000 last month. Yeah, low inventory, smaller yeah. uh, little community. It uh, you know it just uh, it takes time out there and and it's a special person that wants to move to Dundas. Either you grew up and, and was raised in Dundas, so you want to live in that community. A lot of doctors, you know, close to, to McMaster, mm-hmm. love living there. Hamilton Center kind of flat. I mean, the average sale price up slightly from three hundred eighty-three thousand to three hundred ninety-one, and uh, the number of sales just up by one from uh, eighty-eight in July of twenty eighteen to eighty-nine last month. Yeah, it's you know the prices are creeping up, so that's why it's a little slower. Right, and uh, you know it just you know people are. Uh People are just, you know, watching out what they're spending. So, yeah. Hamilton East, same kind of story. The number of sales up a, a little more compared to Hamilton Center. Uh, 92 homes sold in July of 2019 compared to 80 in July of 2018. The average sale price, although, is over $400,000 now. It was 397 in July of 2018, 412000 last month. Hamilton yeah. East is still very yeah, popular. Yeah, still strong, still still going, you know. I think, I think this is the area that has... The, the most, most oppor- potential, the yeah. most opportunity to continue to grow at a rapid pace. Yeah, I yeah. think there's there's still a lot of old houses that are that are in there that haven't been touched. You know, your old fifty, you know, late fifties, early sixties, one and a half stories or or raised bungalows that are starting to be renovated. And that you know, we we found that 
a lot of the other Hamilton neighborhoods have become overpriced and overvalued, mm-hmm. especially for the investor market that Hamilton East seems to be that that one core neighborhood where people are going and, and finding really good deals in there and, and you know turning it around. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that number continues to climb. I think there's a lot of good deals and um, you know, for people that are that are whether it's a first time home buyer or an investor, that's where they're going and, and there's some really nice, you know, areas and, and streets within that, that neighborhood. Not only that, but the GO station in that neighborhood, too, I think, yeah. oh, is, yeah. is yeah. going attract a, a few more buyers as well. Uh, let's head up to the mountain, where it was uh, up and up in terms of sale price and the number of sales. So the average sale price now $514,000 on the mountain. That compared to four seventy-eight in July of last year. And the number of sales up from one hundred seventy-one to one eighty-three, July to July. Yeah, great market. Hamilton Mountain, I always said, uh, you know, uh, owning real estate on the Hamilton Mountain has always been uh, good no matter where it is. It's always hot. That $514,000 figure for July of 2019, um, there's so many different types of homes on the mountain. That's right. right? That's right. You've got, um, you've got Central Mountain close to concession. Um, you know, you've got one and a half stories, little bungalows, yeah, uh, houses with basements, without basements. Um, some with garages, some without, without garages. garages, no driveways. Yeah. It's 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 a whole mix of of everything, and uh, it's you know, and they're getting strong money there. They're getting. I'm going to tell you, anything under five hundred thousand or around five hundred thousand is moving because that's there's not much under five to tell you the truth. So so that's why that price point is always growing. Mm-hmm. But once you hit the eight hundred thousand mark, then you know that's where people think twice and they're yeah. really shopping. Hamilton West uh, up in terms of average sale price now at five hundred five thousand dollars, up from four eighty two last July, and the number of sales also up slightly from fifty four last year to fifty nine last month. Yeah, they're up nine percent. It's it it doesn't seem that much, like only you know uh, almost sixty homes that sold. Um, So that's a hard gauge to go by sometimes because if you get one big house that sells in the West End, it, it throws the numbers off. The numbers. But uh, but but it looks like it's on track. You know, they, they sold more a little more homes. It's you know, four and a half percent up from last year in uh, uh, average sale price. So no, it's it's right on track. West End's always a strong market. And, and is Hamilton West from Queen to like the McMaster area or a little beyond I that think Westdale? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. And it, it includes uh, the Durand and uh, you know, the Aberdeen, Kirkendale. yeah, okay. Kirkendale area. Uh, out to Stony Creek we go, where the number of sales dipped slightly from 118 last year to 112 last month, but the average sale price up from $539,000 in July of 2018 to $562,000 last month. Yeah, this is this is also including with the Stony Creek Mountain combined. So this is upper and lower. Okay. The upper and lower Stony Creek. Uh, probably lack of inventory is probably the, the cause of uh, not as many sales, but but again, it's up uh, 4.1%. So it's, uh, you know, Stony Creek's always been a, a great market. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Grimsby from time to time in the past and whether it has, it has got some peaks and valleys, some plateaus, it peaked last month, the average sale price up to $606,000 in July of 2019. Uh, that's up 13% from last year at this time, 535000 And the number of sales up 28%, 53 last year at this time, compared to 68 last month. Yeah, you know why? Because June was terrible. <laughs> was yeah. June was terrible. And uh, so that caused a- July to be a great month for uh, Grimsby.
Yeah, so. So good July overall, that's for sure. Yeah. When we return, we're going to talk about a professional tenant found guilty of fraud. And I'm also going to ask these two guys, what are the weirdest things that they've seen when uh, touring a house with a uh, prospective client or visiting uh, clients who are selling their home? I'm sure they've seen some uh, barn burners in their day. Uh, Don't forget, you can uh, email us any question or topic idea. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Go online to robgolfie.com or call them anytime at 905-575-7700. The Hamilton Real Estate Show continues next on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Head online to robgolfie.com. The website address again is robgolfie.com. They're all over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search out at Rob Golfie. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Still to come, the weirdest things that these two guys have seen when touring homes. Um, But here's a story about a professional tenant who was found guilty of fraud. So let's uh, give our listeners some background here. Here's uh, a man who is sometimes referred to now in Toronto as the quote-unquote professional tenant. He was found guilty of fraud after not paying rent at three, count them, three high-end addresses since 2014. His name is James Reagan. He was convicted on three counts of fraud over $5,000. Basically, he would uh, attend these properties, uh, make promises to say, okay, he's going to rent the place, but never ends up putting any money down. Yeah, he he would... You know, impress them with whether it was expensive clothes, a nice car. Yeah. You know, these are these are high end properties, bridal path properties, renting for over you know thousands and thousands of dollars per month, up to ten thousand dollars a month. And he's you know, as they go through the vetting process, he's ticking all the boxes and mm-hmm. saying you know, making the landlords think that or or the property managers think you know this is our guy, this is you know an A plus tenant, the guy that we've been looking for, yeah. who who can uh, who who can you know move into this property and, and, and pay rent. So he was all sizzle and no steak at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, he, he never had intentions of paying rent in the first place. He he, he did this, you know, numerous times, I, I think dating back to 2014. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I guess it caught up to him. And finally, you know, a number of different parties came forward and, and, and you know, caught this guy. He's yeah. had uh, past run-ins with the law, uh, including uh, getting free furniture and cars, uh, alleged to have not paid $18,000 worth of furniture, uh, not returning a new car to a dealership after his credit application failed, charged more than $700 to a man's credit card without permission. So at the end of the day, he has been charged, and he's going to appear in court uh, later on this year for sentencing. It'll be interesting to see what he gets. But, I mean, these people are out there. They, they are. And uh, years ago, a friend of mine um, had his, his brother-in-law was moving out west. So... Uh, the brother-in-law says, listen, I'm going to keep the house in case I come back. And, uh, and you know, so his so he told his other brother-in-law, can you rent the house out? And, you know, because he's had some rentals. So he found this guy. He smelled good, looked good. Everything was all good. <laughs> and uh, he went in, paid first and last month's rent. But that was it. 
Really? And I'll tell you, this guy was so good. He knew how to work the system. These guys that that stay in a house for a year and not pay, they know the system. They know because any little mistake, and this is the problem with the rental tribunal, mm. because if there's a little mistake on a form or anything uh, that you give your tenant, and, and, and these are people that are just trying to, you know, increase their um you know uh their portfolio of their investment and the rental tribunal it's 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 made for the tenant i'm going to mm-hmm. tell you that right mm-hmm. now it is. and and so you go in and you tell the tribunal this guy hasn't paid me rent oh well sorry you checked off the wrong oh you forgot you you spelt his name wrong in the box like it's just give me a break right like there's the tenant he's not paying rent Get out. Right. That's the way it should be. Because you're losing income. Well, you're, you're losing income. So, yeah. th- so this friend of mine that was uh, rented this house in Ancaster for his brother-in-law, he went crazy. You have no idea. These people drive people nuts. The landlord crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a homeowner, and especially if if you know if you're young and you're depending on this rental income. And you need this money to pay the mortgage. Otherwise, you can go bankrupt. Yeah. These people bankrupt people. And they should, and you know, he had the police there, he had this, this. You know what? The police say we can't do nothing about it. And uh, the police know that these tenants are con men. Yeah, they're they know the system. And they, but they know how to use the system. And there's nothing we can do about it. It's just, yeah, if you got a bad tenant, I'll tell you, people, give them the form on the second day yeah. right of, away. of the month. Right away, because then that means they got to come up with the money in, in, within 15, 16 days. Mm-hmm. If they don't have it, now you start the eviction and get a paralegal to do it so that there's no mistakes made. Right. And then you'll get that guy out within two to three months. Not Most people say, well, I'll give him a, you know, a couple weeks because you know, they don't want to cause any problems. And then what happens is they give them a couple weeks and they con their way in another couple weeks and they say, oh, I'll pay double next month. They don't pay double next month. And then all of a sudden it becomes longer and longer and longer and that's how these guys stay in in your house for six months to a year so they basically and then after that they go on to the next right. and do it all over again they do it yeah. all over again now like it, it's it's a broken system it like, is a like, broken system like you know you don't pay your hydro bill your hydro shut off yeah right you don't pay your taxes the municipality's coming after your house right all of a sudden now it's it's you know you allow these people not to be able to pay the 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 rent for a for a for a property and then now it, you know par- all these parties need to get involved it, it's black and white mm-hmm. like it doesn't need to become this this big you know this big ordeal or this big system where it's three months and court dates and you know it's black and white they didn't pay their rent they, you know they should they should have to be kicked out yeah and and in in comparison to the way the commercial um, lease agreements are in the commercial side or the commercial business whether you're a you're a retail shop an industrial whatever. If you don't pay on that specific date, that landlord has the authority to lock your doors and kick you out that day, mm. that single day. So I know in terms of our relationships with a lot of landlords, they have a hard time and they struggle in terms of being able to work around this this landlord tenancy you know, act and, and dealing with the uh, tribunal and, and working through it. It's, 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 you know, it's a, it's, it's, you're in a position where it's not fair to, to the landlord. Right. It's been a long time since I have rented, but I remember reading at least part of the landlord tenant act because it, it can get rather monotonous after you know page eighteen or whatever yeah. the case is. But uh, you know, it, it clearly states, I recall, you know, if you don't pay your rent by a certain timeline, the landlord can take action. Right. Does the wording need to be reworded? It, it, it's just you know, it's what? not. It's 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 they can take action, but the action that they can take isn't 
you know, efficient enough to be able to persuade the tenant to mm, pay. Right. Right. Okay. Um, there's there's specific court dates. There's specific uh, specific forms that to take that action, but it's not it's not it, it gets it's a very delaying process mm. where it allows the the you know the tenant to, to take their time and and you know sab like a lot of the times is you sabotage the relationship once you get into that position right, right? Yeah. so a lot of the landlords will will you know want to maintain the relationship because they don't want to go through the process of finding another tenant yeah right and and you know maybe perhaps you know they were good up until a certain point and then and then the wheels just fall off where they stop paying but what happens is once you start to serve them forms it's, it becomes a personal, you know, tenants take it personally mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to kick me out of the property, right? And and now they just kind of go, well, I'm not going to pay you at all. Right. And, and, and it goes into one it of those spirals. Yeah, it. it just spirals out of control and goes into one of those fights where the, the courts have to get involved. Um, my my advice to, to somebody, what I always say is act fast, right? If somebody doesn't pay, act fast, get on top of it, right? Don't let them, don't, don't, you know, as much as somebody's going to pay, oh, I'm going to pay in two weeks, three weeks. There's still ways in, in, in being proactive to make sure that if they don't pay in those two or three weeks, the process of, has already started because you sent them a certain form to start that process mm-hmm. to, to, to protect you from what's going to happen in two to three months, right? right. Sometimes we're, we're, it's too late where somebody will call us and say, Phil, what do I do? This tenant hasn't paid in three months. Well, you know, I'm in a position to say, well, now you're three months away from getting them out. Yeah, right yeah. so now it's a six month process that that could have been three. in the meantime you've lost exactly. all this money you've lost you've lost the three months wow. so it's 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 move quickly act fast and and you know your hands are tied based on what what the current agreement is with the landlord tenancy act and you we we, we have to work within it now with that being said everybody's going to say well you should be able to vet them up front and you know we wouldn't have stories like this if, yeah. if it was that easy well that was the question i was going to ask how do you you know prevent from uh, renting your property out to this James professional tenant Regan guy, you know what is that? What should the vetting process look like? Well, the first thing is people want somebody right away, right? It's like the first person comes, you know, they have first and last month's rent. It's like, wow, you're a great tenant because right. you know you can occupy it immediately, and now this place won't be vacant for another month, and um, and, and you seem like a good person. It's it's almost like the you know the old saying when it comes to a business, it's it's you know hire slow, fire fast, so. It's the same thing when it comes to a tenant is take your time, right? Um, there's a tenant application. You can even go online and, and go on Google and just type in rental application or tenant application. Give that to every single one of your tenants and and let them know that, you know, with that application, it's going to come, you know, their pa- past two employers, their past two residences, um, two referrals. And, and, and then that's where you, you know, it should be enough information for you to do your own due diligence. But sometimes, you know, especially when somebody has a full-time job and they're, they're handling multiple properties, you know, they lose interest or they lose, you know, you know, they don't pay attention to the small details that are very important when it comes to picking a tenant. So what happens is you, you it's, it's really loose and, and, and the transaction happens quickly. And, mm-hmm. and, and then once they're in, it's, it's, it's hard to get them out. And, 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 you know, obviously I get it. The tenants need protection because there's, there's landlords out there that take advantage of sure. them too. Oh, yeah. So, you know, on, on the other side, I, I, I've been a tenant too. And, and, you know, I've been in, you know, you, there's people out there in positions where they've had their house taken out from underneath them. And there's been people who, who have been a tenant for so long and a good tenant and, and have done everything right. And, and the landlord's done something to sabotage their their own, you know, their own house or, or their family. So you, you get it. And, and there needs to be protection for both sides. But I just think it's it's not a balanced situation right now. No, yeah. the true. It's like it's like it's like a union. Right. You know how unions they can 
they can overtake a, a business and <clears throat> bankrupt them. You know what I mean? Unions were great when they first came out, but now they're now they're uh, they're so powerful that they can hurt a, a company. Now, like if the judge knows the tenant is terrible, the judge knows this is a con man. Right. But because this con man knows the system, the judge should say, "Listen, you're a con man. You you know you." They should get rid of these guys, like, right away. And I understand there's bad landlords out there, too. There's no doubt about it. They And they need to be straightened out. But get these guys like this, they get away with murder. Yeah. yeah. You talked about ban- bad landlords. One of the situations happening here in Hamilton is that some landlords are... Uh, improving their um, uh, their facilities, their houses, their their apartments, whatever the case is, and then jacking up the rates and forcing these tenants to move away because now these tenants can't pay this rent. Uh, and the landlord's excuse is, "Well, I've just beautified this area. I have to now charge you know x amount amount uh, yeah. x amount of dollars more," which is you know an unfair scenario for many of these people. Yeah, you know what? Usually, good landlords, you get a good tenant. They leave the rent for years the yeah. same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like my tenants, if they they pay on time every, every month, guess what? Their rent is never going to be increased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and it does hurt the the sale if it's especially if it's in a, a small apartment building or anything like right. that. And then and then if they move out, you increase the rent. You increase it. But it but if you have your rent competitive like at a good rate, those tenants know that it's hard to find a place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, especially and, in this city with the. And, and you know what I feel sorry about tenants in in like in Hamilton or anywhere is that they they've been paying, uh, let's say they've been there for ten years and they're paying let's say a thousand dollars a month for a single family home mm-hmm. in Hamilton downtown. All of a sudden the they, the homeowner says I got to sell the house, and new buyer comes in got to get rid of the tenant. Now mm-hmm. that tenant goes from a thousand dollars a month to find a. A new place to rent to fifteen hundred. That's a huge difference. Yeah, that's massive. That's like in your monthly, you know, expenses and everything. Yeah. So, and a lot of people are have been driven out. That's you know what I mean. That's what's been happening in Hamilton. A lot of these investors uh, have sold their properties to people that want to move in. They clean them up, fix them up, and now where where does this tenant go? So there's a lot of people been on the street. That's why Hamilton Housing they have to be out there to help these people that right. can't afford these. But high with rents. that being said, you know Hamilton Housing has to be out there helping people afford these high rents, but they also need to depend on the landlords to make these properties available to rent, right? And and as much as, you know, as much as the city needs needs landlords, that's that's what what it's all about is is there needs to be houses to be able to house everyone and landlords that are willing to be able to to you know, have well, tenants. Well, ha- Hamilton Hamilton Housing should subsidize these renters. Instead of buying the property mm. and fixing them up, they don't even fix up their properties. I mean, they've got a lot of properties they have to get rid of because they're falling falling apart. Right. But, it'd so, be a lot cheaper to offer a subsidy. So, yeah, it'd be a lot cheaper to offer a subsidy, and they don't have to worry about maintenance. They don't have to worry about anything, and they can go on. So, like, but the one, the they do you, own a lot of real estate, though. They do. The one thing they'd have to worry about, though, is those that take advantage of the system and say, right. hey, you know, I don't have a job. I need yeah, but they're, but they're going through that anyway now because they, they, yeah. they own all these properties. And so it's just like the other the other week, last week or so, they announced that uh, Mars Homes is going is one of the uh, potential people to develop uh, right by right downtown this one-acre yeah. parcel. And, and it's hard for even Mars. I mean, they had to put in there, like, we're going to supply X amount of homes for uh, Hamilton Housing mm-hmm. so that for affordable rent. So that's going to be tough. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's move on to our next topic here. Will renovating add value to a property? We've talked about renovations from time to time on the show, and today's not going to be any different. 
different. Um, so some of these suggestions, I think this was a Remax uh, blog. Uh, will renovating add value to a property? One of the uh, items here is tackle pressing matters first. So obviously if you're going to make some renovations uh, and you're looking at different areas of your house, tackle the ones that need that work first. That makes the most sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, so for instance, you know, kitchen baths are important. Those are the key ones. Those are huge. Those are huge. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, does the basement, you know, it depends. Basements, they could be renovated from 20,000 to 45, 50,000. Mm -hmm. depends, depending, depending on what you do. Depending on what you do. Um, and I tell people, I said, be careful renovating the basement because you can, you know, put 40,000 into it. You're going to get 20,000 more out of it. Mm -hmm. Basements are good to renovate. And over time, you know, you'll get your appreciation back. Uh, over time, but not immediately on the basement. That's my opinion. Right. You know, so so you got to be careful there. Uh, adding an addition again, it, uh, you put a hundred thousand dollar addition on. Are you going to get? No, you're not. Mm -hmm. Not right away. In time, you know, when appreciation of value goes up and everything, it's like same thing with a pool. You know, you put a you spend sixty thousand, fifty thousand on a, a in ground pool. It, it, it's worth maybe five to eight thousand dollars more your house with the pool that you just put put in. Right. So basically, that pool is like buying uh, a, an expensive car, and the depreciation happens as soon as you <laughs> drive it off the lot. Yeah. Uh, exterior as well. I mean, landscaping goes uh, a long way too. If you're looking at renovating, you know, renovating your outside goes a long way because that curb appeal is massive. Yeah, I think when people think of landscaping, you don't need to bring in all the new plants and new the the new you know the right. new pattern concrete and the new you know what I mean. I think th I think when they refer to landscaping. Just clean it up, yeah. right? Like, 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 just make it look fresh. Whether it's putting down, you know, a bag of mulch just to cover up some of the dirt and 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 pulling the weeds, like that, that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. We just listed a house in Hamilton, and and uh, and the the you know the front of the house was covered by this big massive tree, and and one of our recommendations was we need to cut back this tree, not cut it down, just clean it up. Right. And uh, and and it was amazing how much better the house looked without that tree wow. and the way it was trimmed up. Simple idea, but it went a long way. Yeah. Uh, still to come, what are the weirdest things that you've seen in a house? That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Our house is a very, very, very fine house With two cats in the yard Life used to be so hard Now everything is easy because of you Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, and check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. The handle is at Rob Golfie. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you want us to talk about a specific topic on a future program, you can send us an email, questions at RobGolfie.com. Come. Still to come, uh, some of the weirdest things that these two gentlemen have seen when uh, listing a home or touring a home or maybe even visiting an open house. Uh, but before we get to that, four things to consider and look for when viewing a home or open house. Slow down and take your time. 
If you're a first-time home buyer, how difficult is this? Because you want a house. Well, it's something that somebody can actually do now, right? It's not like that 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 robust market in 2017 where you had to make a decision the second you walked out right. the front door yeah. and, and and you're basically writing the offer on the front porch, right? I was in a situation last night. I said, you know, take your time, right? You have a chance to sleep on it. Talk to your parents about it and 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 go through the numbers again and and. Uh, Somebody's able to do that now because in today's market, our, our days on market continue to increase. Our average days on market continue to increase. So mm-hmm. it's not a bad, but you know, slow down and take your time. You have that uh, opportunity and ability to. So that's that's one of the biggest things is if you have that time available, use it, right? Use yeah, do, it. Do, you're doing your homework is going to go a long way. But yeah, back in 2017, I mean, uh, people had a couple of weeks. Not but, even that. Right? <laughs> they walked in. They had to make a decision that was it, eh? without any home inspection <laughs> or or anything, and they had to and they had to put their put it on the line, uh, go in without even a, a finance uh, clause in there. And they they hopefully they did their homework and made sure they had everything up yeah. to date on their financials. But average days on market was like 11, 14, Yeah, it was 17 it was short. Days. That was, that, was that market was moving, and now yeah. it's over thirty one. Yeah, 31 days. 30, yeah, 30, yeah. 30, yeah. Uh, another thing to consider and look for when viewing a home or open house, upgrades and wants versus needs. I think, you know, obviously the upgrades are the big thing, right? Th- those are the, you know, the noticeable ones where you can walk in and you can you can feel if the house is upgraded right away. Mm-hmm. You, you you get a good feeling in terms of a, a, a sense of just walking through. But I think the other one is, is you know, the maintenance. You want to you wanna be able to check out that the, the, even the small little items are, have been maintained. Like, you know, sometimes people, when I walk through the house, you pull the furnace filter out and, and you check little things like when was the last time the furnace filter was changed? Do they take because, care of it? Yeah. Because it, it's a good example a in terms of how well the rest of the property has been maintained, yeah. right? If, if you're not changing your furnace filter, what else are they missing in terms of your, your standard maintenance of a house? Yeah, I always tell my clients, uh, you know, uh, how's your furnace filter? Change it. I says, I tell them to change it. Because sometimes people are looking, they'll pull it out to see, you know, they're checking to see mm-hmm. if this guy is on top of uh, yeah. maintaining his it's house. It's just covered in I, I, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I tell them to check the attic to make sure there's nothing uh, up there that's living up there also. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, because you don't, you know, you don't want a home inspector Somebody buys it, a home inspection, uh, does a home inspection, and uh, they say, hey, wait a minute, you guys got have squirrels and raccoons and everybody yeah. else living up there too. So you want to know that before you put your house up for sale so you can rectify any problems in the attic because most people don't go in the attic, right? Exactly. People, Some people have bought their house, lived in it for 10 years, and haven't even looked in the attic and see what's up there. Mm-hmm. So that's a key factor is always check your attic out. Another thing to consider and look for when viewing a home or open house, and again, people couldn't do this in 2017, but go back and take a second look. Absolutely. You, the, sometimes the second time, you know for sure. You fall in love the first time. Right. You see it, and then after... Is it the second time the mindset is, okay, i got to find something I don't like here? You know, the, the, just reassuring yourself. You're just reassuring. Yeah, like, like I had a, a friend. I, he saw the place and uh, this house, and he loved it. And I kind of looked at it. I didn't think it was the right house for him, uh, just from a lot of di- little different things about it. And then, uh, and he said, "Okay, let's." I, he wanted to get his wife there. And then, the second time, he noticed things that he didn't notice the first time. Right. But I noticed them the first time. Because I, you know, I, I'm looking at different things. I'm looking, you know, this guy's lifestyle, and looking at the lifestyle that he's going to move into, right. and it I didn't s- match. It, it didn't match up. So I wasn't a big fan of him. Um, you know, I mean, if you wanted to buy it, no problem. As long as we saw it two or three times, I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. But if you know, because you know, I'm not him, right? So yeah. 
Uh, last one, don't be afraid to ask. Obviously, asking a lot of questions, getting information is never a bad thing. No, it's, you know what, you know, I'll tell you another good thing is, is always check with your insurance company. Because it'll tell you if there's ever been a fire at that location, mm. uh, a robbery, uh, any claims. There's an insurance company, like they have a database on houses, and if there's and if there's a, 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 any kind of claim of any sort on that property, they will tell you. Right. So it's always good to have an insurance clause on your offer. So you can call the insurance company and say, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking about buying this house. Yep. Can you?" Give me a diagnostic of give what's me, happened. Give me how much it's going to cost me to uh, to insure this place. Right. I need to know, you know, if there's anything with this place. And they could say, yeah, there's been six break-ins in the last ten years. <laughs> well, go, guess what? We'll go to the next house. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's forget it. Yeah. yeah. When we come back, what are the weirdest things that these two gentlemen have seen when uh, touring homes in the city of Hamilton? Uh, that is coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. You can find them online at robgolfi.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. Call them at 905 575 7700. That phone number again, 905 575 7700. Download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfi.com and 900CHML.com. And head over to social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you can check out Rob Golfi and what they have to offer. What are the weirdest things that you've seen in a house? So this was inspired by a recent Facebook post that I'm sure many of our listeners have probably seen. It just showcases some extremely weird decorating and interior design uh, things that people have done to their homes. And I'll just go through the list and, and then we'll get your input on, on what some of the uh, weird things that you've seen uh, from time to time. So one post or one picture had an above ground inflatable swimming pool <laughs> in a room. It was right in the living room. Strange. I remember seeing this picture. No, no room to move around Nothing. it. If you wanted to go to the front door, or whether it was the front or the back door, you had to get into the pool there, there, to do there's it. There's people out there. They they do some of it, the, and then and then they feel that it's there's value there. Wow. Yeah. I oh, have yeah. an indoor pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another uh, picture had a front door that was flipped upside down, so the window was at the bottom of the door as opposed to being at the top of the door. And apparently, this was done so the dog can look outside. Uh, very strange. Things we do for our pets. <laughs> yes. A see-through toilet seat that had photos of butterflies on it. Very strange. A mantle over top of a bathroom sink. Uh, there was a picture of a dining room with a toilet and a sink against the wall. So you're having, I don't know, breakfast or dinner. And if you have to go number one or number two, it's just a couple of steps away. That's it. Uh, a kitchenette with a jacuzzi. Uh, a washroom with not one but two toilets, and they were almost side by side. They were kind of facing each other almost. Right. And there was also a photo of a lawn or of a for sale sign on a lawn, and uh, the the sign underneath said "Not Haunted." Have you ever seen that yeah. in Hamilton? I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would put that. <laughs> I don't know if I would. Would that put get that. people in though? <laughs> you know what? I'm sure just, some people would say. Who knows? Oh. Who knows? Uh, you know, they're drawing attention. Maybe the realtor just wanted to do something funny. Right. I, I remember know. there was that that one house that went viral last year and it had all the clowns in it. 
Do you remember it had all that the clowns one? In it. Yeah, and the, the realtor did this little little virtual tour video, and the house was probably filled with like 120, 130 clowns of all different sizes. Like real like, people or pictures of clowns? Picture, little, little, like little statues oh, okay, and little okay. pictures. And, wow. And, yeah, it was so cool. very strange. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, there, there was one on uh, in, in Winona. Uh, it was uh, a, century, a century home. And it, it was one of the original E.D. Smith homes. It's actually almost oh, right wow. across the street from E.D. Smith okay. the factory. And I, I walked into this place, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's on an, like an acre property. It looks good. But this guy changed everything inside. No and, and he made it very gothic and very like, like, and, you know, he felt that. And it wasn't really well taken care of. Like, there, there was a lot of things wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And I think he did end up selling it. But it just... I don't know. Like I, I'm telling you. Like I, I walked into this house and 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 it's you were like in a time zone. Really? Like you went like back. Like I don't know. Like 500 years. So did he renovate it or was it just like the decorations? The decorate the de- also the walls. Like he put like you know like crown like whatever crown that he used and very gothic and very. It was pretty. It was pretty weird. Hmm. It was. It was. It was very. And you have to have. So whoever was buying this house was going to have to renovate it. Like, there was no doubt about <laughs> Unless it. Unless they're into that sort of thing. That, exactly. So, wow. and the chances to find that person is going to be tough. Yeah, slim to yeah. none. Yeah. So, how many homes in, in your heyday have you walked into, whether the, the person was buying or selling the house, and, you know, you take two steps into the house and you're thinking, oh, geez, yeah. what's going on in here? There, I, I, I've come across so many, Rick. It's, I, I can't even, re, like, pinpoint one. Uh, but you walk in and I'm like, you know, there, there, for me, yeah, there's the a smells, buyer for every the, house. The smells, the smells, the, smells, kill me. A, the smells kill and, me. And, and, and what I say, there's a buyer for every house. True, there is, and it's just a matter of price. So you know, you, you try a price, and uh, nobody's biting, nobody's showing up, yeah. and you just keep going down until somebody starts biting on it. You mentioned a great point, Phil, because when my wife and I were looking for our first house in 2004, we're touring touring Hamilton. Uh, you know, we're looking at houses and we're just like, nah, you know, we, we didn't like certain aspects of, of each house. But there was un- one house, and we will never forget it. You know, three steps in, what is that smell? Yeah, yeah. And the homeowners were there, which was kind of weird. But, I mean, yeah. they were cooking something that was just like, uh, what is going on here? Yeah, who and knows what they're cooking? I, I yeah, know, we like, didn't stay for dinner, I'll say that. Yeah, they, they, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard to tell what goes on. Every, every household... There's something going something on. Different. Something going on. And then if you and sometimes you have to knock on the neighbor's door. Say, hey, what's, <laughs> what's going, going on? on what's going on over there? Don't go near that place. Yeah. You know, there's you know, but you you'd be surprised, uh, the stuff that we see. And yeah. sometimes um, I remember I remember the one time I'm you know, I'm in a house, I'm like thinking, this is like, you know, a a, a scary movie I'm in and I'm the guy's going and telling me, Okay, let's go down to the basement and I'm like I remember hey, the story. This was yeah, the dungeon story. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, like I've never felt that eerie feel, but sometimes, you know, you got the father and the son, you know, he's in his seventies, he's in his forties and and it's like you know they're kind You're of going weird. To the basement, and, it's yeah, all dark. and they're saying, "Okay, go downstairs." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I got, can I make you got nine one one on can standby. I I'll call first before I <laughs> yeah. I go down before I get Billy batted. I say, "You guys go ahead first. Yeah. I'll say, you go first. I'll follow I'll you guys down." Yeah. yeah, and and really quick, I referenced it off the top, uh, the naked picture. So there was a woman who was yeah. selling a house, and she yeah. had a naked picture of herself. Yeah, and you said you know you got to take that down. Yeah, and you know what? I, like it, it's tough because, and I'm surprised they leave it up there, especially when I'm coming. I'm like I'm touring the house, yeah. and I I don't know if they want a reaction from me. I say yeah, lovely picture, you know, like but yeah, yeah it's got to come. Yeah, down. do I have a copy of it? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, <laughs> guys. Again, thanks for coming in. Uh, we're gonna get uh, you back in studio next Saturday at nine, right here on. 900 CHML.